الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما اتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انك انت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي دروس بالله ولا يوصل تسليما respected brothers respected elders mothers and sisters listening at home by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we have completed the seerah and the khilafat of sayyidina umar ibn khattab radiyallahu ta'ala an and inshallah in our session tonight we start with the seerah and the khilafat of another very prolific individual the great successor to sayyidina umar ibn al-khattab radiyallahu ta'ala an who is famously known as Uthman bin Affan radiyallahu ta'ala an hazrat Uthman radiyallahu ta'ala an was again selected as the caliph the successor to umar ibn al-khattab by the council of six these were senior companions of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and everyone gave bay'ah to Sayyidina Uthman radiyallahu ta'ala an ulama have mentioned that he was born in the city of Mecca five rather six years after the event of the elephants when Abraha attacked the city of Mecca and he was five years younger than Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam so he was five years younger to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam a very beautiful handsome young man scholars have mentioned that he was not very tall not very short medium built white skinned large eyes ulama have described him with some very beautiful words they say that he had a very beautiful beard long beard thick beard which had traces of dye saffron ulama have also mentioned that he had the most beautiful handsome mouth now some of you might be wondering what's mouth got to do mouth in fact everything of your face has got everything to do with your beauty you'll find some people uh, they have beautiful features but sometimes the lips are quite quite uh, thick and sometimes you have the teeth protruding out and so that can really spoil your image but alhamdulillah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created you wasilna uthman radiyallahu ta'ala an was a very handsome man long zulfa 
the zulfa would come from the top and fall behind the ears so this is the description given of this great man Sayyidina Asman radiallahu ta'ala an. of course he was known with his title Asman Zunurain the first name was Asman Asman's father's name was Affan so Asman's father was Affan and the father of Affan was Abu al-As and the father of Abu al-As was Umayyah and the father of Umayyah was Abdul Shams and the father of Abdul Shams was Abde Munaf and the father of Abde Munaf was Qusay and the father of Qusay was Kilab do you remember that brothers? yeah? shall we repeat that once more? Uthman bin Affan bin Abu al-As bin Umayyah bin Abdul Shams bin Abdul Munaf bin Qusay bin Kilab now from all of his fathers the father that we need to remember is Hazrat Uthman's fifth grandfather very important individual scholars have mentioned whose name is Abde Munaf now Abde Munaf is a very special man in the line of Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an in his lineage because the lineage of Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an and the lineage of Sayyidina Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam merge to Abde Munaf they merge with Abde Munaf so from Abde Munaf onwards all of the fathers of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam are the same of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala so Hazrat Uthman's father from Abde Munaf onwards and from Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam's father from Abde Munaf are all the same so alhamdulillah this is again uh, a great privilege that Allah has given to some of the companions in a way scholars have mentioned that all of the Qurayshi people were interconnected related to one another through marriage or again because of the different brothers that were part of the different tribes and these were people who had many many children would marry many many wives and they would of course practice polygamy and therefore they were all interrelated interconnected with one another Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an's father whose name is Affan itna to yaad rakhe Affan kya naam hai Affan now Affan died in the in the time of jahiliya before the pre-islamic era Affan died now according to the vast majority of the scholars ulama have mentioned that he did not die as a muslim uh, he died much earlier on Affan but for the mother whose name was Arwa Mu'arrikheen and Muhaddisin have mentioned that she was a Muslimah and the Muslim historians have complimented her, her good Islam in fact scholars have mentioned that she passed away during the Khilafat of her own son the Khilafat of Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an, and Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an was really the man who carried the mother uh, to the grave so she was a Muslimah. 
We need to also remember that uh, the family of the companions, especially Khulafai Rashidin, they are very, very important that we understand how they are uh, related to also the different other companions. So for an example, related to the children of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq or related to the children of Hazrat Amr Farooq radiallahu ta'ala. So what I have here, I can't of course remember all the names. Very quickly, if we can just go through the family of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an. Now, Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an had nine wives, eight wives altogether. Kitni biviyati? Eight wives. Subhanallah. Now, we need to remember that not all eight wives at one time, of course. In Sharia, you can only have as many as four, not more than four. But Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an had eight wives. Now the two names are very very special here. Hazrat Osman's wife, Hazrat Ruqayya and Hazrat Umm Kulthum. The name given to Hazrat Osman radiallahu ta'ala an he was actually known by his kunniya. And Kunniya is the Arab tradition. They were usually titled by the names of their eldest son. So Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was known as Abu al-Qasim. Qasim was the son of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala and before embracing Islam was known as Abu Amr. But after embracing Islam he was known as Abu Abdullah. He was known as Abu Abdullah. Ulama have mentioned even more than the title of Abu Abdullah which was his kunniya. Ulama knew him to be Uthman Dhunurain. Uthman Dhunurain. Nurain in the Arabic language means the man with two lights. Now Allama Badruddin Al-Aini Rahmatullah in his commentary of Bukhari Sharif he actually explains to us why Hazrat Uthman was given this title of Dhunurain. It is said that he alone from amongst all of the companions Allah has blessed him with this privilege and really this is great honor no one shares this position with him Hazrat Uthman is the only individual until the day of Qiyamah who was privileged to marry two daughters of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Hazrat Ali got married to Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala an but with Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an, he was given the opportunity to marry Hazrat Ruqayya, the daughter of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And when she passed away, he married Hazrat Ummi Kulthum. So we need to understand that in Islam, Sharia tells us that two sisters cannot be in the nikah of one man. This is haram. So you can marry up to four, but two sisters marrying one man in one person's nikah, that is haram. So in the case of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an, when Hazrat Ruqayya passed away, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to him, Uthman, I am so happy with you and pleased with you that I will give you my other daughter whose name is Umm Kulthum. According to some of the narrations, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said, when Hazrat Umm Kulthum passed away, uh, he said to Uthman that Uthman if I had a hundred daughters one by one I would give them in your nikah now this is 
great great honor Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an. so he later on married many women of course Hazrat Uthman was a very wealthy person very influential the third wife that he took on was Fakhita binte Ghazwan Fakhita binte Ghazwan and the fourth one was Umm Amr binte Jundub the fifth wife was Fatima binti Al-Walid and the sixth wife was Ummul Banin. And then you had Ramla binti Shayba and the, the last lady was Naila. Naila, she was a Christian. Now the Hadrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an, again he was very very careful. He knew exactly uh, the laws um, given by Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and during his Khilafat Hazrat Umar did not like any of his governors marrying outside the fold of Islam anyone who was a Christian he did not accept anyone who was uh, of a Jewish background he did not accept but Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala knew Naila and the family and gave her the opportunity uh, as a form of da'wah also so she was a Christian but when she married Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala and willingly, wholeheartedly, she became a Muslimah and a very good Muslimah. Scholars have mentioned a lot about Hazrat Naila. Now this has always been the practice with, uh, if you look at some of the people in the Arab part of the world also, uh, it was done for da'wah purpose. What was it done for? Da'wah purpose. So when you, when you, when you study history, you will find that the Arabs from Morocco and Maghrib, that part of the region, when they came to Spain, what they did is that they, they would have an Arab wife, and then they married the local woman there. And mashallah, when she would look at the beautiful teachings of the Quran and the Sunnah, she would be so impressed that she also sincerely would accept Islam. So Islam spread very, very quickly. We, we saw this also in Andalusia. So Hazrat Naila is uh, the wife of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala and she was a Christian but then mashallah she embraced Islam. As for the children of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala we have Hazrat Abdullah the first child and Hazrat Abdullah is the son of Hazrat Ruqayah. This is where he gets his kunniya from Abu Abdullah the father of Abdullah. Hazrat Abdullah radiallahu ta'ala and passed away at a very young age only when he was six years of age Alama have mentioned that when he came to the city of Madinatul Munawwara in the very early few months of uh, the mother and Hazrat Uthman settling in Madinatul Munawwara what had happened is that a rooster pecked Hazrat Abdullah on the face very close to the eye and uh, the infection just spread on the entire face and because of flu then he passed away so Abu Abdullah Hazrat Abdullah radiallahu ta'ala and passed away and then you have Abdullah here the second Abdullah the second Abdullah is the son of Fakhita binti Ghazwan now Amr radiallahu ta'ala an, he died in the year 80 Hijri Amr Khalid Abban and also Umar, these are the four brothers, all from one mother, Amr. And the mother of all of the four children is Umm Amr binti Jundub. So you have Amr, Khalid, Abban, and Umar, the four brothers.
from this lady, the wife of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala whose name is Umme Amr binti Jundub. Now from amongst his children from Umme Amr uh, binti Jundub, the main person to note is Hazrat Abban. Hazrat Abban, mashallah, he was the governor of Madinatul Munawwara for seven years. The son of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala and scholars have said that he was a great faqih of his time. A great faqih. In fact, when he was struck with paralysis, uh, the very famous hadith that he himself has narrated from his father, uh, he said that I have heard from Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, obviously with the companions, the chain of companions, he said, anyone who reads in the morning or in the night, Bismillahilladhi la yadhurru ma'a ismihi shay'un fil ardi wa la fissama wa huwa samiul alim. Now this is a very important tasbih. Uh, anyone who reads this tasbih, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not cause any harm to him at all. If he reads it in the morning, inshallah Allah will save him throughout the day. If he reads it after Maghrib, Allah will protect him in the night. Now, when, when he was affected with paralysis, Hazrat uh, Abban would say that today I forgot to read this dua, Bismillahillazi, la yazurru, ma'ismihi shay'un fil adi wa la fis sama, wa huwa samiul alim, and whatever Allah had decreed upon me uh, befell on me. So this is Hazrat Abban radiallahu ta'ala. One thing we have to note here also that Hazrat Uthman loved Hazrat Umar so much that he even named one of his sons as Hazrat Umar. Now again this pattern that we need to understand, two of his children are Abdullah. Two of the children are Abdullah. This was something very very common with Sahabai Kiram Ajma'in. Now we don't find that uh, in, in our community. So this was Abdullah Senior and this was Abdullah Junior. And this was also with Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and Abdullah and Ubaidullah and he had three children who were named Abdul Rahman if you recall what were they named? Abdul Rahman and so he would say Abdul Rahman Akbar come Abdul Rahman Aswad come Abdul Rahman Azkar come in the hadith Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said Allah loves two names one is Abdul Rahman and one is Abdullah so that is why Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala and had named two of his children Abdullah. And then you had another son, Al-Walid, who, whose mother was Fatima bint Al-Walid. And also the brother of Al-Walid was Saeed. And then finally you had Abdul Malik, whose mother was Ummul Banin. Ummul Banin, just here. So, mashallah, how many wives? Eight wives. And how many children altogether? Nine sons. Nine sons. Now these are the daughters of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala and some of the scholars have said in total Hazrat Uthman had seven daughters. I have here for you written five daughters. Some of the Muslim historians have said no, he had seven daughters. The first one was Maryam. The mother of Maryam was Umm Amr bint Jundub. The second daughter was Umm Sa'id. The mother was Fatima bint Walid. And then Hazrat Aisha whose mother was Ramla and Maryam. Again, the mother of Maryam was Naila. And this is Umm Walid. Rather, the name was Ummul Banin. Not Ummul Walid. The name of this girl was Ummul Banin. So, five daughters. Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had blessed Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an 
with many many sons, a lot of children, and mashallah, a very big family. He had uh, many many brothers also. The tribe of Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an was very very strong in the city of Makkah. He, he was from the tribe of Umayyah, the tribe of Umayyah. That is where we also get the Khilafat, the Banu Umayyah. So he was also from the Umayyah. Now, uh, Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an's uh, respect and honor, we talk about that inshallah, even before Islam, during the period of Jahiliyyah. Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an was a man of great repute, a man of great honor. People would respect Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an. Now with the Arabs, the mushrikeen of Makkah, their criteria of respecting people was much different. They would respect people who were wealthy. So if you had money, you were a noble individual, a noble person, an honorable man. And if you had plenty of children, this was again... Uh, a mark of honor and with that if you had a big family a lot of brothers that would support you again this would fit in that criteria that this man deserved to be uh, respected and he had great honor in the society now Hadrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an mashallah qualified for all of these uh, positions mashallah Allah blessed him with many many children he had many many brothers a strong tribe behind him and also he was a very wealthy man. From amongst the companions, two people are noted for their wealth. Hazrat Abdurrahman bin Auf and Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an. He inherited this wealth from his father. The father was also a tajir. And mashallah, when this wealth was transferred to Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an, Hazrat Uthman was an expert in tijarat, a very good businessman. He would look after his business. The second quality of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an is the fact that he was a very humble person. Very humble. Humility was his nature. Now, these two features are very rare to find in an individual. That a person is wealthy and at the same time he is also very humble. Very few have this quality. Usually you will find that when you have a lot of money, you, you have uh, the seeds of arrogance in you. You become mutakabbir. There is a lot of kibr inside you. Ulama have mentioned, if money dictates you, this is a sign that this person is a mutakabbir. But if this man has the full control, and he is the one in charge of the wealth that Allah has given him, then he is a humble person. So Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an was a respected man because he was wealthy and at the same time he was also a very humble individual. The third quality, Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an was a great speaker, a very eloquent speaker. When he would speak, people would listen to him. Ulama have mentioned that he spoke fluent Arabic and he also knew the proverbs of the Arabic language at that time which is very very important. And he had also memorized the genealogy of the Arabs. This was important. They would sit in their gatherings and one would say, this is my father and his father and his father and his father and his father. And they would compete and continue. This was something for them to be very proud of. And so Sayyidina Uthman was an expert in the Arab genealogy. 
The other advantage Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an also had was the fact that he was a businessman. This gave him the opportunity to go and visit many, many countries. So he would meet different, different people. He, he would meet uh, people in Syria who were Christians, non-Arabs. He went to Abyssinia many times for business. So mashallah, he knew of the cosmopolitan touch that people have. He knew their culture, he knew their norms, how they would react. So Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an, at a very young age he was mature, very wise, and a lot of responsibility was given to him, including the Khilafat inshallah that we will speak of in depth. But it needs someone may So Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an was a great man. Scholars have mentioned that the one quality Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an was blessed with. In fact, he was one from amongst the few companions who could say that even in the time of Jahiliyyah, they have never ever prostrated to an idol. They never did sajda to uh, the idols of the time. Uh, if you look at the Meccan society, they were mushrikeen, all polytheists. In fact, they were pagans. Some of them did not even know what their religion was. Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala in the time of Jahiliyyah also never bowed, never put his head down, never prostrated to the family idol. And we have to also make mention of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala He is also of that category. He never did sujood to any of the idols. Alama Kastalani rahmatullah alayhi has mentioned one, one story in his kitab. Uh, he says that when Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq was four years of age, the father Abu Kuhafa took him to uh, the place of worship where all the idols were stored. Something like the mandir you can say. And each of the tribes had their own idols. And so he took his four-year-old son Abu Bakr Siddiq and said to him that هَأُولَاءِ آلِهَتُكْ فَاسْجُدْ لَهُمْ Look, these are your uh, gods. So prostrate and make sajda to them. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala and turned his face away and he looked at the idols and he said to the idols that if you are really the gods of the people of Makkah, all of the idols that were there, then try to save yourself. Now the father didn't know what he was going to do. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq was prepared. He had a stone in his hand and he threw the stone in the direction of that family idol. And it hit the idol in such a way that the idol fell to the ground and it broke into pieces. When the father saw this, Abu Kuhafa slapped Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an. He was only four years of age. And then getting very, very angry. What do generally, as men generally have this tendency that when they get angry, they take the anger out on the, on the, on the wife. <laughs> if this you take your anger out on the children, uh, your wife must be very proud of you. MashaAllah. Uh, usually you'll find men getting angry and heated with the women. And so he came and he says, Ha? Huh? Huh? Uh, what a good son that came out from your stomach. You know what he did today? And so the mother sided with Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq and she said to the husband, No, don't speak bad about my son. Uh, his luminous face, the glow on 
the face of Abu Bakr Siddiq says everything. This man has got a very good future. Uh, and she said, you cannot blame my son. So Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq naturally had the dislike of the idols. Hazrat Uthman was also one of them. And saying that the father slapped Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. But there was also a time when Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq had slapped the father. Forgive me, that's, I'm not saying we disrespect our parents. But Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an, once when the father uh, had made some inflammatory statements with regards to the honor of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, the reaction was so fast and he looked at the father and he slapped him. He slapped Abu Kuhafa and he said to the father, I respect you. But the minute you disrespect Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I will break off my ties with you. I have no respect for you. Allahu Akbar. But Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq's family was very unique. Abu Kuhafa later on also embraced Islam. The mother was also a Muslim. All the different generations related to Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq had all embraced Islam. So Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an was a man who never did sujood. He never did sajda to any of the idols. Ulama have also mentioned that even in Jahiliyyah, Hazrat Uthman has never ever been seen to drink alcohol. He never touched alcohol. This is fitrah. Now after Islam, of course, this is a different situation. But in Jahiliyyah, in the city of Makkah, where you had pubs everywhere, not just like what we have in England, every corner you might have a pub, but now again, you'll find that in our communities you don't have that, alhamdulillah. But in the city of Makkah, you had pubs everywhere. And to save yourself from alcohol would mean a man who was graced with fitra, the one whose innate conditions were complete and pure. So Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala never drank alcohol. And another great feature of Sayyidina Uthman is that he, he never committed himself to zina. He never ever fornicated even in the time of jahiliyyah. Subhanallah. This is something uh, rarely found in the people of Makkah. Why? Because zina was something that was accepted by the people. Zina was done all the time in the city of Makkah. But Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala, he said about alcohol, he said, this is poison. Anything that controls your mind is poison. So our youth here, mashallah, the young ones that are sitting here, let me remind you, drugs are haram and even smoking is haram. Even smoking is haram. It is not jayas for you. Isn't that right? Mufti Sahib, Mawlana Sahib. I don't know, Sheikh will have a different fatwa. But uh, if we agree with our Arab scholars in Saudi Arabia, uh, they say smoking is also haram. Why? Because it harms you. And it's written on the cigarette pack that smoking gives you cancer. So mashallah, break this habit slowly. As Uthman said, this is poison and he never ever touched it. He never ever committed himself to zina. In fact, he was never ever attracted to the singing girls of Makkatul Mukarramah. No form of entertainment. He was a very serious individual. Subhanallah al-Azim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, elevate his darajat very quickly inshallah without taking much of your time, my respected brothers. How Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an embraced Islam. Again, when we talk about the Islam of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an, it is important to note that your friendship 
your companionship in this dunya is very very important in a sense that if you have bad company one day this bad company will take you to the wrong path and Allah save us uh, there is a possibility if you are in the company of kuffar all the time there is a possibility that you you might even die as a kafir because in the hadith Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said that ar-rajulu ala dini khalilihi fal yanzur man yukhalil you have to be very very careful be selective when you choose your friends now Sayyidina Uthman's best friend in Makkah was who? Jazakallah Khalid Khalid bin Walid is injured but mashallah huh? Allah give you shifa quickly Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq was the best friend not only the best friend but both of them were business partners now we need to understand also Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq was also a wealthy man but more wealth was with Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala and both of them were business partners when Sayyidina Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an was 34 years of age it is said that your friend is your well-wisher someone who helps you and who is standing by you at all times not only when you are wealthy and in your good times but also at difficult moments he is there to support you Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq came to Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an and said to him accept Islam قُلْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Mu'arrikheen have mentioned without any hesitation Immediately Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an Declared and testified to the kalima And he said La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Our brothers This quick response of the shahada Was not out of rashness or foolishness Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an Was a very serious individual Very calculative Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an was sure and certain. He had firm belief when he said la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. It was not about money aliyazu billah. It was not about pressure from Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an. Hazrat Uthman himself would say that I could see the difference uh, between those who followed Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and those who were in the city of Makkah. And he said to the people that the condition of my people at that time was such that they would do zina, they would drink alcohol, they would eat the meat of dead animals, they would shed blood, they would disrespect their neighbors. All the, the bad character and bad quality of a person was in them. And when he looked at those who followed Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, they were different people. So there was no hesitation on behalf of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala Immediately he accepted the kalima And it is said that at the hands of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an, uh, He recited the kalima So our fundamental duty also is my respected brothers Wherever we are Alhamdulillah it would be a great honor for us A great honor If we give da'wah Someone who is a close friend to you Who is not a Muslim and if you explain to him about Islam and if he was to embrace Islam, don't wait and don't say that, okay, you know, uh, wait till next week. I'll phone, uh, uh, you know, Maulana Muhammad or some other alims in Leicester and when they have time, uh, mashallah, come to the masjid and become Muslim. Don't waste time. 
If he says that I want to become a Muslim, immediately say to him, say, La ilaha illallah. Say, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. And then, mashallah, bring him to the scholars, so the scholars can explain everything to him. One other incident that had occurred, Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala and had mentioned this to Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam. He said, when I was returning back from Syria, and I stopped at a place between Ma'an and Az-Zaraq, between Ma'an and Az-Zaraq, I stopped between Ma'an and Az-Zaraq to rest. When I went to sleep before uh, returning back to Madinatul Munawwara, someone came to my dream and said to me, why are you sleeping? O oh, sleepers, wake up. Ahmad has already come in the city of Makkah. Ahmad has already emerged in the city of Makkah. So this was the dream. And when I came to Medina, when I came to Makkah al-Mukarramah, I heard of your name. I heard of Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And this is why I also had no hesitation in accepting the shahada when Hazrat Umar Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu taala an invited me to. Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Inshallah we will continue with the seerah of Sayyidina Uthman radiyallahu ta'ala an in the next few sessions. Wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Dua kallim. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina wa Nabiyyina wa Mawlana Muhammadin Nabil Umi wa ala alihi wa salim taslima. Allahumma taqabbal minna wa tuba alayna inna kanta tawabu rahim. Ya Allah, Ya Rahman, Ya Rahim, ہماری اس مجلس کو قبول فرما اللہ ہماری اس مجلس کو قبول فرما اللہ تو ہم سے راضی ہو جا اللہ تو ہم سے راضی ہو جا اللہ ہمیں توفیق دے ہم صحابہ کرام اجمعین کے نقش قدم پر چلے اللہ ہمیں توفیق دے ہم اللہ کے رسول کی سنت پر چلے اللہ ہمیں توفیق دے ہم تیرے عاشق بن جائے اللہ ہمیں اولیاء اللہ میں سے بنا دے اللہ تو ہم سے راضی ہو جا اللہ جو بیمار ہیں ان کو شفا دے اللہ جن لوگوں نے کہا ہے دعاؤں میں یاد رکھنے کے لیے اللہ ان کی جائز تمنا کو جائز حاجات کو اللہ پورا فرما اللہ مسلمانوں کی حفاظت فرما مسلمان جہاں کہیں بھی ہے پریشان حال ہے اللہ ان کی پریشانی کو دور فرما اللہ میاں بیوی میں کوئی تکلیف ہو اس تکلیف کو دور فرما اولاد اور والدین کے بیچ میں کوئی تکلیف ہو اللہ اس تکلیف کو دور فرما اللہ ہم تجھ سے عافیت کا مطالبہ کرتے ہیں اللہ تو ہم سے راضی ہو جا اللہ تو ہم سے راضی ہو جا نستغفر کا و نتوب الیک اللہم توفنا مسلم و الحکنا بالصالحین اللہم عیننا لغمرات الموت و سکرات الموت اللہم عیننا لغمرات الموت و سکرات الموت رب اغفر و ارحم و انت خیر الراحمین برحمتک یا ارحم الراحمین